Well, what I'm doing this morning is um, basically pausing in the life of our, our ministry here, about halfway through the year, and stopping to say, hey, look, this is who we are and this is where we're going. Now, the first thing, thanks, Bernie. The first thing that uh, I wanted to say to us is that uh, we're going to stop towards the end of this year to celebrate 30 years of being a church. And as much as uh, the church kicked off 30 years ago in the Tapuna Hall, and uh, yeah, all those years ago, how many folks were here, are here that were there then, in that time, when the church first started? Yep. Few, few hands. Wow. Yeah, Tim, Tim Davison, hey, off to be a missionary in, in um, the Philippines. Tim, you were barely born 30 years ago, but that's exciting. So we're going to invite Pastor Tom Fru to come and spend a morning with us, and we'll celebrate with uh, lots of good things, good food, and, and uh, just an opportunity to celebrate God's goodness amongst us, 30 years. Uh, most of us, when we turn 30, we stop and we say, yeah, it's a good 30 years, bring on the next. So we'll do exactly the same for the life of the church. So what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to run through uh, a lot of the things that the church is involved with. And the reason why I want to do that is because we have such an extensive array of ministries and things that we do that permeate the community. And I want to use a word that I haven't used before from stage, or two words actually, and that's community transformation. And I'm going to reflect on those towards the end of my talk this morning because that's what God is about in our midst, community transformation. So... We go overseas, that's what the Lord said to us, we go to the ends of the earth, but we also minister locally. So the ends of the earth has always been a big part of us here at BBC with missions. Missions was a foundational brick, if you like, in the, in the floor of this church. When we began the church, there were uh, three missionary couples involved in the life of the church. Simon and Alison Cornwall, John and Marion Brignall, David and Linda Cowie, and they were all involved with Marine Reach, uh, a ministry that took medical uh, supply and the gospel to the islands. And uh, David and Linda are still with us. In fact, they're here today. Linda, can you just wake up, David? That's good. Thank you. <laughs> hey, good to see you folks back from Vanuatu. And uh, through their ministry and the influence, uh, thousands and thousands of lives have been touched in the Pacific. And more recently, one of our mission teams went up to Vanuatu to help out with the project that's, that's happening up there. And they put an enormous amount of work in and made some real significant changes. So we're really grateful that we can partner with you. Uh, a few years ago, maybe 15 years ago, if I get it right, 16 years ago, the Ruel Foundation was started up in the Philippines. Uh, this is a result of uh, the ministry up there that uh, Marine Reach was doing. They found a young boy by the name of Ruel who needed an operation for a congenital problem. And so they raised funds to actually get this operation done. And then they realized that there was more and more of this work that was needed in the islands in the Philippines. And so that work has developed over years and now it's an orphanage as well as giving out these, these medical interventions which change people's lives. And so we're very grateful to be able to partner with Ruel. And uh, last week, if you were in, uh, young Tim Davison and Petrina and their young family are heading off up into the Philippines at the end of this coming month, actually, I think early September, yeah. And so we're excited to be able to see our partnerships continue to develop, continue to roll out there. Steiger International has been a big uh, go-to ministry for us. Steiger is wanting to influence the global youth culture with the gospel, and the means of doing that is largely through music. 
And we had uh, David Pierce here earlier on in the year, the uh, oldest teenager in town with his dreadlocks. Uh, I tell you, the guy's 64 years old, and uh, he looks around about 34. Eh? It just shows you what the will of God. If you're right in the will of God, that's what happens. You just look perpetually young. Eh? So um, Bryce and Kate Gilmore, they head up ministry here locally in, in Tauranga, reaching out to the international backpackers, and uh, they're really committed to that work, and so we're really committed to them. And so we have others going on, other work going on as well. Um, David and Sue Cole, they're working up in South Korea, and more recently they've been discipling people who have escaped from North Korea via China. And so they've been able to tap into this community of these folks who are looking for a whole new life, and they've been introducing them to Jesus. Same as Judy Hayden in Myanmar, former Burma, working there at a street level with the poorest of the poor. And so we have these and other ministries that we support, and we're very grateful that we have the privilege of partnering with people who are sacrificially making a huge difference in our world. And so for me, it's a privilege to be able to partner with the folks that we do. And so I'm just trusting the Lord that we can continue to be a blessing to them as they touch the world around us. Now, of course, missionaries need to be trained somewhere. And we start off by training them in our Sunday school. Is that right? Of course we do. We have future missionaries, future prime ministers, you know, or maybe, yeah, well, we could say that. See, uh, um, Simon Bridges, the leader of the National Party at the moment, his father was a Baptist minister. And so anything is possible in a Sunday school, isn't it? Anything is possible. I've talked to my son about that. Yeah. But um, BBC Kids is a really big part of the life of our church. We commit a lot of energy, a lot of resources, a lot of prayer into the life of this ministry. As it is today, right now, there are four different ministries plus a, a creche operating for our young people. And it's really exciting just to see the amount of volunteerism that goes in there, parents and teenagers pouring love and pouring the gospel into these young ones. In the program that operates from the six years to 10 years old, um, they more recently had uh, Pauline Curtis-Smith come and visit with them. She has been running the Ruel Foundation, the orphanage, and she sat down with the kids and said, how many of you have got a bed? And they all went, yes, we've got a bed. And she goes, well, we've got 10 kids in the orphanage that don't have a bed. And the kids are like, oh. And she said, but if you can raise some money for me, we'll buy some beds. And as of uh, last week, they raised $1,200 to buy the beds for the kids. So that's really exciting. Yeah. So the kids are getting a heart for those who are doing without. And uh, I can only hope that they're doing more chores around home to earn the money, not just raiding mum's purse when she's not looking. Yeah, or maybe making an electronic debit transfer from your... I don't know whether that's what you do these days if you're a child. You just transfer some money into mum. That's a good idea. Hey, look at this. You guys are nodding. I can see. That's a great idea. Yeah. So anyway, what we're trying to do is we're, going to ra we're raising a generation of young people for Jesus. And the phase youth group, which is the intermediate age group, we often see them here on a Sunday morning, uh, engaging with the worship and the baptisms particularly this morning, and then they go off and do their own program. But those, those intermediate age kids are just super special. They are, are wonderful young, young kids, and, and uh, the, the remarkable thing about them is just how social they are and how informed they are and how they're inquiring about their faith. 
they're really, really wonderful kids, and it's not until they sort of hit 13 or 14 they go a bit strange because hormones kick in. But prior to that, they're really nice. Uh, <laughs> when they get to teenage years, well, we've had to employ Ben and, uh, and, <laughs> and Mike Brown to look after them. They wore Albie out. And um, so these guys are new to our staff here, and they'll be making their way, finding their way. And uh, we're just grateful that we can continue to, to support them and just wrap more leaders around them, build a really good, secure environment for what is up to a couple hundred young people here on a Wednesday night. So that's, that's powerful, and we get to see some of the results of lives changed as we've done through the waters of baptism this morning. But that's really exciting that we've been able to see these young people uh, grow in their faith, and we're wanting to do the best that we can to show them a way. Also, within our children's ministry, we have mainly music, and that happens on a Tuesday and a Thursday, and then there's a play group on a Friday. Again, uh, dozens and dozens of families connected with the life of our church, and a lot of these folks are at a very vulnerable stage in their lives, particularly uh, young parents with their little kids coming in and doing a music program. They get to hear uh, Christian songs about the Lord, about Jesus. But the, the important thing is that they have this network of support around them, which we're able to provide. Uh, the other big programs that we run are icons. Some of you may have been raised in a boys' brigade environment or girls' brigade environment. Well, that was transformed into icons. And this has been a real win, I think, for the church and for the nation. Uh, we've got three programs that run here on a Tuesday night, two for, for the boys and one for the girls. And this is a, a power-packed event, and we're just really grateful again for all the volunteers and the parents involved with that because, again, we're networking with the community. Out at Tapuna, they have had to truncate the amount of people in it. There's a waiting list. They've got 50 young boys there meeting at the Tapuna School Hall on a Tuesday night. Around about 10 to 15% of them are church kids, the rest are community kids. And again, it is transformational what is happening in their lives as we're seeing uh, positive Christian environments being created for these young people to be involved with. And their parents are more than happy for them to be part of this. So again, that word transformation creeps in there. So we have all of these things happening with our kids. And that to me is a, a really, really positive, positive thing about our church. WIRED stands for walking in revelation every day walking in Revelation every day, okay? So that's the goal, and that's the aim for our children and youth ministry. And we want to just to see them head off in the years ahead into trades, into university work, and whatever God is calling them to, enriched and strengthened in their faith so that they can feel confident when they land where they're called to land that uh, Christ is going to make a way for them and they belong to him and no one else. So... The other exciting thing that we've been doing in this last uh, couple of years has been working towards planting the church at Golden Sands. And we've been partnering with the Bay of Plenty Baptist Association who have raised the money to buy a $2 million block of land out at Papamore. So this is the future home of Golden Sands Baptist Church. Currently, they're meeting in what we call the Concrete Cathedral. It's a... Um, it's a uh, What's it called? It's a unit for tradespeople, essentially, trades unit. There's a, there's a proper name for that. Industrial unit, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I need all your help. Um, so anyway, I'll get Colin to speak for himself, shall I? Colin, our church planter. 
Hey, this is Colin from Golden Sands Baptist. Uh, really exciting to be able to say hi to everybody here today. Uh, it's been just over two years uh, since I came to BBC to start on this role, to be able to plant this new community out in Papama. And so it's so exciting to be able to say to you today, we did it! Yay! Um, and so much of that is because of you. Uh, because of you guys as a community and what you have supported us and enabled us to do. Uh, in the month of May, we held a big appeal here at, Baby, at BBC and we raised over $34,000 uh, for the launch, which is just incredible uh, at God's provision and your generosity. Um, but the most exciting things haven't just been the provision, it's been the people that God has brought to us. In one of our first weeks, we had a lady who walked through our doors uh, who'd just become a Christian that week and came in and asked, I'm a Christian, what do I do now? And so we got to be able to connect her into one of our small groups. Another Sunday, we had another person who came in and before the service even started, they asked one of our host teams, I need to get right with God, what do I do? Can you pray for me? And so we got to lead that person to the Lord that morning before the service even started. And so God is up to really, really cool things. It's still a long road ahead of us. We still have a lot to do, um, but we're really excited for what God is gonna be doing in the future. And so much of that is because of you. Um, and we, yeah, we hope to partner with BBC long into the future. Great. We'll have Colin back in here in a couple of months, or about six, seven weeks, when we start a new series that we're going to share with Golden Sands, and uh, we're going to be swapping the pulpits as we've been looking forward to over time. Um, when we talk about reaching out into our community, we also are reaching out in our congregation as well. This is uh, something relatively new to us now, and as much as uh, we're doing a translation of the sermon into Chinese, so we have some folks here who are skilled in this, being able to turn... English into, into Chinese, and we've been able to get hold of some headsets, and we'd like to be able to get more so that more of our folks here, uh, whom, for whom Chinese is the first language, will be able to interpret some good old Kiwi speak. So um, we're really looking forward to be able to see that prosper as our, our, our Chinese family here uh, can sort of dig in more to what God is doing in the life of our church and be blessed through it. Now, moving Way from children to the next age and stage of children is um, the seniors. Okay? Okay? Uh, seniors are a fantastic group of people. And what I love about the group that meets here every second Tuesday is that they use this opportunity of meeting together to gather their friends around them. Folks who may have been, you know, distanced from church for a time or never been, but the opportunity there is to graft people in and build genuine community. And so I'm just so thrilled to see the life and the love in this group. And Christine Hill's been leading them over the last uh, year or so, and she's just bringing a whole lot of fun for them. But the cool thing about it is that they get to share their lives and share Jesus with others. And so the Word of God, the ministry of the Lord, is always going out of this place, regardless of what it is that we are doing in these walls. There's always that mission dynamic. And again, we've been able to be there to see people's lives changed, transformed to help them in times of difficulty, and just build those networks of community around them. Uh, Serious Coffee is another one that's been going for 20 years now. Uh, the good thing about Serious Coffee is not that it just has around 100 women meeting for Bible study on a Wednesday, but it's because it's being reproduced around the country. Other churches have picked up the model. Monica and others have, who lead it, Monica Carey, have been able to spend time with other churches and establish for them the, the dynamics of this program to ensure that it prospers in other places. So again, positive things that, that are bringing about influence in the life of uh, other churches as well as our own. Our own discipleship programs happen on a Monday. 
We've had lots, lots of different things happening over the years. One of the mainstays has been the Alpha course, which has always been fruitful because it shares the gospel and it allows people to, to enter into the discussion about who Jesus is and to ensure that we can see the gospel going out in a, in a way that's understood and relevant in today's society. So the folks there who have been committed to this, a lot of them over a long period of time, have been able to see wonderful fruit. And we've also had um, different classes for discipleship, financial courses. Uh, presently, there's 60 people doing Te Aoreo class, so learning to speak Māori language, which again, a, a real diversity here, but all designed to help us engage with the community. We've just finished last week um, the Travelling Light series, and the reason why I raised this is because we took we put this into a different form this year. Uh, we put it in a form whereby you had study booklets, and those booklets are designed to help out your life groups. And we had around about 35 new life groups start to do just this series, of which around about 25 decided that they wanted to stick together and to do some more work in a similar style. So. The response that we've put in is to say, look, let's run another series in a similar format. And so the series we're doing in the, uh, in the coming weeks is going to be a nine-week series called The Power Of. And we're looking at nine different subjects. The power of humility, the power of sacrifice, the power of prayer, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of stewardship, etc. The power of hospitality. These are really important things that define a church. So while, we're, while I'm finishing, just to make sure you don't fall asleep here, Marion and the others are going to just drop around some clipboards. And if you want to sign up to be a part of a small group for this new series, which starts in three weeks' time, uh, let us know by writing your name and your details, and we'll get you connected into the life of a life group. So some of you are already involved, I know that, so that's fine. But we just want to make sure you don't miss the opportunity and the good old... Uh, Clipboard seems to be the easiest way to do it. Church care is a huge part of the life of our church. We're wanting to make sure that people are not only connected and networked, but that people are cared for when they have real challenges. And we have a, a, a real wonderful system. I shouldn't use the word system, but at one level it is. It's the, the networking of relationships of caring people to be able to be there and help others during their times of need. And so we're grateful for the likes of Eric and others who uh, coordinate all of this. But more recently, a group of um, counsellors who are part of our church here have got together and have put a whole lot of foundational work in to build uh, uh, the foundation for a counselling centre. Now, in its infancy, it's those two little prefabs on the left as you come in from the Bethlehem Roadside. Uh, but just last week, signed off on a contract to get that, that first counsellor up and running. But the expectation's quite high, and as much as we can see this becoming a full-time counselling centre over the next 18 months, two years. And so we're very encouraged by the response that we've had from other agencies around the city, and we're very grateful for all the people who have invested their time and energy and expertise into getting this off the ground. So you'll, you'll hear more about that in the future. You'll see more of that in the future. But it's another way of us networking with our community around us. Uh, another way in which we've networked is through the food ministry, Kaimanga. Over 3,000 meals were provided last year 
Isn't that outstanding? 3,000 meals provided through the generosity of you folks. You know those little brown paper bags that we ask you to fill from time to time? Yep, so they get taken and get put into our food pantry and they're distributed to people who have needs. And this is a way in which we can show Christian love in a really, really tangible way. But we're tying that together with financial consultation, the ability to be able to say to people, look, we help you with meeting your immediate needs, but we want to help you to become independent on a longer term basis. And so we're working really hard with those folks in the community who need this sort of work. Now, here's something a little bit odd for me to talk about on this sort of Sunday, but um, I want to talk about compliance. One of the things that we find is that in a larger church and in today's overly regulated society, everything we do has to have some sort of compliance uh, ticked off. Now, the days are long gone when you could get the bonnet of an old car, flip it upside down, tie a rope on it, hook it onto the back of somebody's tow ball and whip round a paddock and have a heap of fun, okay? You, you know, the old sit on a sack and get towed along by the tractor, uh, you know, go, go water skiing with 30 people on the boat, no life jackets, uh, all those good things <laughs> that used to happen. Um, we the survivors talk, <laughs> that's right. Um, you can't do that anymore. Uh, every time we have some form of activity going on, particularly when you think about the children's ministry, uh, sorry, youth ministry, um, you've got to sign off all of these OSH reports. So what are you doing? Why are you doing it? What's the potential risk? How are you mitigating that risk? What's the follow-up if somebody gets hurt? And if somebody gets hurt, what have you learned from it? What's the reporting process? And uh, worst case scenario, you get fined and thrown in jail. So that's the risk I take every time the kids climb a tree. You know, if they're not filling out the OSH report properly, I might go to jail. Almost literally, okay? So these are the tensions and challenges that we face. You know, so children now um, told to arrive at children's ministry and sit down and be quiet. Don't say anything. Even this is not allowed to be over a metre high just in case I fall off. It's 99 centimetres, this, by the way. <laughs> you know, this just shows you, Okay. Any higher than this, like two centimetres higher, it would have to have a, a 1.2 metre rail around it. Okay? So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah? That's right. I live dangerously, man. Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. Man, I'm right on the edge. Oh, whoa, you should be scared. Anyway, uh, financial management has got a whole heap of red tape tied into it. Uh, there are different forms of forms to fill out when you're a different size charity. And you progress along these, uh, these channels, I suppose you call them, when, the, when your institution gets larger. And so auditors have to come in and check on you and make sure that you're not laundering money and sending it off to the Taliban, okay? And, um, you know, all these things. And that's just the world we live in. So we've had to invest in the life of our church in this area with administrators who can take this stuff seriously for us. Otherwise, we will become unhinged in some level, in some way, by not meeting these standards. So again, difficult. All done for good purposes, high intentions, but she'll be right in number eight why it doesn't work anymore, okay? Uh, if, you've, if you're wearing your gum boots, they've got to be steel-capped, I'm afraid. You know, the old red bands don't carry it anymore. So that's part of our ministry. Uh, it's going to be a real challenge 
for some smaller churches. I know I've been contending with this when I get around the country, talking to other churches. Really, the, the amount of work that goes into this is a real struggle, particularly for smaller churches. One of the things that I'm excited about, as always, is the, the quality and calibre and the hard work of our, our staff. And these aren't necessarily the people who are being paid, but people who are involved at all levels of the church who put in a huge amount of leadership and volunteer time. But presently, we're working through an immigration process for Kyle, who's going to come through from Tucson, Arizona. He's a California native, but uh, him and his wife and son, we've invited them to come and be part of our, our staff on the executive. Uh, Kyle's background has been involved with the church this size, with this same sort of structure. And we had him and his wife come and see us about three months ago. And we hit it off famously, and we're really excited about this. But he's just currently going through that immigration form-filling process. Okay, so uh, he did, he's passed everything. Everything's cool. And then his file has arrived on the immigration desk in Auckland, and he's got told that now it's a three-month waiting list before the, his name comes to the top of the pile. So it's, it's a process. Remember to pray for him. Uh, I tell you what, it's a darn sight easier to be born here than it is to try to immigrate here. Okay, so um, I just put it out there. Anyway, um, not that you can do much about it. Okay, so uh, yeah, our staff are um, always working hard and uh, we've got lots of big challenges, but we're trying to do the best we can to make sure that everybody who serves here has a positive experience. BBC Music, I just want to say a really big shout out to our music teams, because they work tirelessly to ensure that we have a, a good experience where we can connect with God. And I just want to say thanks to everybody involved in our music. We have music throughout the youth group, through the phase group, through the children's ministry, Sunday nights, Sunday mornings. And uh, they are the first here on a Sunday. 6.30 in the morning they arrive here to get warmed up, get ready uh, for us to come and arrive. So I just really want to just remind you of the level of sacrifice that these folks are putting in. And, uh, and then we have opportunities to be blessed like we did this morning and to have music as part of our, our outreach, if you like, as well to the community as much as it is for us to, to worship. Another big thing that we didn't have to worry about in the days of the old community hall 30 years ago was BBC Online. You know, if anything was online, it was only a fish. You know, that was, if you're lucky. Okay, that was what online meant 30 years ago. But uh, our presence, our media footprint has to reflect who we are. If you don't have a media footprint, you don't exist. Essentially, you don't exist with respect to a millennial generation. Is that fair to say, you young folks? You don't exist, eh? Yeah, sort of. Anyway, um, so we are live streaming our evening service. So that just goes directly through Facebook. And you can watch our services online, live. Uh, this service, the, the, the talks are put up online. Uh, the reason why we show you videos for baptism and the like is because they go straight up online. And so people can share their stories in an ongoing way. And our Facebook and the likes, our ability to contact you through social media is all part of what it means to be church these days. And so our ability to be able to do this well makes a significant multiplication factor happen for all that we do here. So we know, as I've learnt and been told, probably more told than learnt, is that uh, folks, even folks who are looking for a church, no, no matter whether they've never been to church before 
or have uh, moved to the town and are looking for a church, will go online to find out who we are. Okay? So you can see why it's so important these days. How many of you would have done that? That would be normal for you, wouldn't it? Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I went out for a meal on uh, Friday night. It was a friend's birthday, and Michaela and I said, oh, what should we eat when we get there? So we go online, and you, you check the menu before you even arrive at the restaurant. You know? So uh, still didn't make the decision any easier, but um, you go online. They're right. Okay, talking about our public events, one of these big events is a night before Christmas. And we've just seen this grow from strength to strength. Louisa Schroeder, who heads this up for us, uh, has done a fantastic job at networking throughout the community around us. And her conversations with Creative Taronga and with uh, with Tourism Bay of Plenty has left us in a position where they're taking an increasingly positive view of this, this ministry as we would see it, but this event as they would see it. So it's really exciting for us because what they've said to us is, we like it the way it is. They like the fact that we do the Christmas story. And we've said, look, if you partner with us in ways that you haven't before, particularly financially and other support, we're not going to change the story. We're not going to have Santa Claus arriving at the manger or anything like that. And they said, no, 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 we like it the way it is. We think it's authentic. And it reflects the fact that you are symbolizing the story that is in Bethlehem. And so we're like, cool. We don't mind partners like that, do we? Uh, we don't want to have to um, bow down to uh, the secular story in any way and be sponsored by Santa Claus and Steinlager. We like to be able to um, keep it the way it is, okay? We'll just leave the All Blacks to be sponsored by Steinlager, all right? So we can see how it is that God is giving us uh, influence around this event, and it's such a cool thing to be a part of, and I'm just so excited that God is... God has his favour upon it. So getting towards the end now, I just wanted to talk about the State Highway 2 property. Just to do a really super quick summary, uh, we were approached by a charitable trust who said, here's two hectares of land that's worth about 6 or $7 million. We would like to sell it to you for $2 million on the basis that you provide some outward focus ministry um, centres operating out of this land. And so we've done our due diligence over the past six or seven months, and uh, we've realized that to be able to move, A, our property from here, our church from here to there, would be an unrealistic thing to do um, because the cost of moving would be crazy. And so we went back to the trust, and we talked about developing a greater level of partnership with them because they're they're just as invested in the whole idea of ministry as we are. But they say, this is what we do. We develop land. Uh, we build buildings, uh, you guys do ministry. So if we can actually help set something up for you to do the work of ministry into the kingdom, that's where the partnership is now uh, sitting at. And so we're going to hold a meeting in about a month's time for us here just to be able to get our heads around it a little bit more. But where it is at the moment is that the partnership's going to create an opportunity for a couple of things to happen. Firstly, there's going to be a move towards, sorry, a, a, a project of social housing being put up there. This is where people can have a partnership through um, a program called the Housing Foundation where you have shared equity in the purchase of your house. So you might own 60 or 70% of your mortgage. Okay? And uh, then there's another a rental subsidy situation where you will only pay a third 
of your income to, the, to pay the rent, and the Housing Foundation picks up the difference. And what that does is it transforms society because it allows for families to be stable. It allows for kids to go to one school, not five schools. And then, of course, there's just a mix of housing that can be available for the general public to buy. So that's one part of it. And that's going to give us the opportunity to work with those families with all the wraparound services that we can provide and ensure that these folks move into life with all the assistance that we can offer them. The other part of it is the, the community ministry centre. Um, what the Trust have said is that they will build us the buildings for us to uh, have the use of rent-free okay, going forward. So we have the ability to go to them and ask them what it is that we want them to build. Okay, So we're talking about a significant amount of investment. And that will allow us to put in, uh, ministry space up on that land that we're trusting will include counselling, uh, youth programs, uh, maybe because Tallulah too, our second-hand uh, shop is actually for sale at the moment, the landlord's selling, we might have to move that up there, uh, food banks and uh, a space for ministry and a whole lot of other things that we would like to explore with you at this meeting coming up. So it's a significant step forward for us. It means that we get the chance to get in there and do the ministry without being encumbered with what would probably be tens of millions of dollars worth of debt to achieve a similar outcome. So it's a real partnership for us and it's a unique opportunity and it's a real privilege for us. So if it sounds a little bit fuzzy, um, we'll be able to make things a little bit clearer in the future, but that's essentially what it is, is a partnership where we be able to do the ministry because they are doing the, the, the practical work and holding all that side of it together. So we know that there's lots of different ministries that we can partner with in the city that can extend out into our community around us, and we can have that ability to, to use this word, transformation, community transformation. Um, you know, and there is other big, big parts of our city, uh, sorry, our, our city's being transformed by other big ministries too, such as a Good Neighbour, and um, I saw Campbell here somewhere, Campbell, Campbell Hill. Campbell headed that up, and, and we're just so grateful for what Good Neighbour does. They, they serve those who are really, really struggling uh, with, all, with the basics and help them with properties, food, firewood, counselling, and uh, this is a huge ministry in the life of our city, which has a huge amount of respect. And so all of these things are going to network together for us again to have this community transformation happening. Does this sound cool? Does it sound good? Yeah, it's amazing, eh? Really how God's favouring us with this. You know, I, I know, I know I've been really lacking sleep over the last few months going, God, we've got an opportunity up there on State Highway 2 that has been gifted to us. But, oh God, I don't want to take the church into tens of millions of dollars worth of debt to put us in a place where we're going to have to have a 20-year debt repayment plan to see our way clear. That just puts more on us than than we, I feel we should have. And yet God has responded in this other way. We get to do the ministry. Other people take care of the practicalities. Now, one final thing. Um, we put on hold the refurbishment of this property because um, we needed to explore the State Highway 2 property. And so we're, we've done and we're doing that. But because we are 
possibly going to put, or probably going to put a portion of our ministry up onto that hill in, in the time ahead, um, that means that the plans that we had to change things around here will be different to what our needs were 12 or 18 months ago. So we're going to have to renew and refresh that vision. But um, one of the things about this, um, this building project that we've been wanting to look at has been the refurbishment of our cafe. Uh, we've got office space to take care of, but I came across a really cool thing that I think is going to help us, particularly with all the queues for the coffee. And this is something I'd like to introduce as far as the, uh, the way we can deal with coffee. <laughs> Um, so I think we could have one of these set up for um, flat white, another one for long black, and another one for tea. And you could probably just put a dollar in and go for your life for five minutes, okay? And I think it'll take, get rid of all the cues, okay? Do you reckon? This could be a world first for churches, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I like Country Calendar. It comes up with all good ideas. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to finish here. We're going to finish here. Um, we've, been, we've been blessed. We really have. And that's, that's the bottom line. This whole journey of 30 years is one of God's favour. Uh, challenges, of course. We, we don't get through ministry or life as a whole without challenges. But I'm just really trusting and praying that we can take this next step together. We've, it's exciting. And um, this transformation that I talk about is, is a word that would often be used in a way that seems more, um, how would you put it, a little bit optimistic <laughs> or hopeful. But I'm seeing it happening. I'm seeing our influence in the life of our community around here uh, just having a really, really positive impact. You know, there's a whole lot of other ministries that I could have touched on. We, we run a, a night here for uh, the folks who do uh, video gaming, uh, internet gaming. You know, 40, 50 young people staying here from 7 at night right through, through to breakfast time in the morning, you know, and, and they stop and they, they hear about church and they hear about Jesus. And uh, I mean, just so many different things that go on. I just could, just could keep talking, but I won't. I'll ask you to stand and we'll pray. I'm sorry to keep you guys today. We've had a very, very busy service, so um, so we really do need that calf feeder installed. <laughs> Let's pray. God, we want to pause, and maybe the, today's the right day we've done that, to pause and say thank you for your grace, your grace upon us in spite of ourselves. And Lord, as we look at the future, we, we know that... Um, as we press into you, as we, as we pray, as we call upon you to give us wisdom, to open up opportunities, to give us your power, to see salvation come, to see people's lives changed and transformed. God, that is your glory coming down into this place. And we want to give you all the glory you deserve, Lord. We want to be your church. We want you to be uh, our Lord. And we, we just want to be the bride of Christ. We want to be able to continue to be a shining light in this community. So, Father, we, we pray that you can take each one of us and meld us together to be your church, that we lay aside um, all of those ego things that would put us um, in a place where we prefer our way, but we seek your way. And we just thank you, Lord, for the grace that's been upon us. 
And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.